Blog Talk Radio.
All right, welcome back there, brothers and sisters, to another edition of Young Disciples here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. If you're listening to us live, you're listening to us live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Pinerich Warriors or live on MixLR. Uh, before we get going, my wife, she has a couple quick announcements here to make before we get going. Um, with tonight's title. Tonight's title is What Makes a Warrior. Um, we're going to be diving on some other things, plus brothers and sisters. Yeah, anyway, so I'll let my wife make a couple quick announcements about what's going on and some other things. So here's my wife, Mrs. Haley Horse. Well, uh, this is kind of weird because we're sitting in the same room and we never sit in the same room and we don't have a mic stand, so we're passing off the mic. She feels uh, so official. I feel like a hockey commentator or something. <laughs> So anyway, I guess if you're, you guys are joining us, I don't know what exactly I'm to announce here, but uh, just want to say thank you for your prayers and support and uh, uh, staying with us through this time of transition and transition and transition again. Um, if you did not know, Curtis has actually started some full-time employment here on, on our end. So if you guys experience some disruption in our regular scheduling of the, the broadcast, uh, just be patient with us. We're still trying to work out some things, and it's definitely going to be a period of adjusting um, as, I guess, we, we get used to all this new stuff. Uh, <laughs> other than that, Chris, what did you want me to say? Well, about the Brother Shannon's show um, this coming, I guess uh, I'm supposed to be on well, the schedule. Oh, you didn't schedule it yet? Anyways, um, just, I guess, with Brother Shannon, you guys go out there, support him. Go check Omega him out. OmegaManRadio.com. So, anyways, go ahead. So, that's Omega Man Light Love. All right. She, she's passing the mic. I love it. Thank you, love. Come here. Give me a kiss. Give me a kiss. Yes, that's my beautiful wife there, Haley Horse. I'll tell you. She's awesome. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, brothers and sisters. This is, this is before we get on with the show. It's kind of kind of cool. Um, every morning, my wife has been making me uh, been making me lunch. And um, it, it's been pretty cool. I'll tell you, not a whole lot of people can say that their wives make them lunch in the morning for work. And uh, it's and, and forgive me, guys, if I'm a little sappy here today. But what's kind of funny is because you know, like I don't know, like you know, this is our this is our first, you know, first we're still within our first year or so of um, year, a little over, a little over. Don't worry, my wife almost at two years, but still, this is our first time working or one of us working. For uh, the system, so to speak, and I thought that was just a really kind and cute and thoughtful and heartfelt gesture. You know, my wife she packs water and soda and a sandwich and chips and cookies and carrots. So I really do appreciate that their love. I really do. And yes, I'm gonna brag on you. I'm gonna brag you up, even if I'm the only one here. You know, uh, I'm gonna brag you up because you're 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 awesome. I'll tell you, the Lord has blessed me with an awesome, 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 beautiful wife. And um, you know it's kind of funny because I mentioned to one of the, the the managers out there, and they were like, "Oh well, you know, I don't, you know, my wife doesn't make me doesn't make me lunch, you know, or whatever." So yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, I'm gonna add a new component to this real quick, love. I'm gonna kind of do some broadcasting on Facebook Live just because I feel like it. Um, that's weird. We got Costco. <laughs> I got stories on Costco on on Facebook. That's that's kind of hilarious. Um, yeah, you want to kind of do that Facebook Live right there and what makes a warrior. But yeah, brothers and sisters. So I, I'm gonna. 
brag up my wife. Um, you know, she's awesome. She's beautiful. She's kind. And, um, yeah, you guys, as you guys heard right, yes, uh, I am starting a job. Well, I did start a job, and I am working over here locally at what we call is co-op. Um, what's funny is uh, Winkler Co-op, um, you know, it's a good environment. It's a fun environment. I kind of forgot what it actually meant to work a regular job, which is, oddly enough, uh, many of you are like, well, why, why have you forgotten? Because you got to understand, I go from seven years uh, working as a ranch hand where they keep you at ridiculous hours to something that's a little bit more stable, actually a lot more stable, a lot more um, regulatory, and I really like it. I get a chance to interact with different uh, different people from all different culture groups. I've uh, we got a lot of uh, Baptists, a lot of Germans, a lot of Somalians, um, and I know I, I know a Baptist isn't quite in in the same area, but no, to me it is. I, I interact with Hutterites, with uh, Mennonites. Um, one actually, I had a very very good uh, time with uh, with a Mennonite Mennonite gentleman that actually came there. I mean, super hard to understand. His accent. I mean, you guys ever go to the reservation? You think First Nations is hard to understand? No, this guy was pretty tough to understand, but it was cool. Um, my official quote-unquote title over there is grocery store supervisor. And what does all this have to do with the Lord? What does all this have to do with Jesus? And what does this all have to do with tonight's title? What makes a warrior? Well, brothers and sisters, that's what actually got the inspiration for this, um, and I'll kind of share a little bit more before we get going. But um, before we do, I just want to open up the show with just prayer, you know, because uh, just I shouldn't even say prayer, but a time of thanksgiving between us and the Father, Amen. So, Father God, I come before you right now, and I just lift up my wife, this radio broadcast, and every single person out there um, that is listening now or on future archives, Father God, that Lord, you just begin to increase their storehouses, um, their storehouses of knowledge and understanding of you, that storehouse of relationship that they can build with you, Father God, that Lord, that whatever seed that they plant will not fall on on, on uh, un, uh, tainted soil, Father God. That those seeds that they plant will, will begin to prosper and grow and, and grow expediently, Father God, and abundantly above and beyond what they could possibly imagine, Father God. And I'm not talking about financial. I'm talking about spiritual seeds, spiritual storehouses that they can that they can invest in, Father God. That, Lord, you just lift up uh, me and my wife, and you bless our new endeavors, Father God. But most importantly, as the show goes on, and even as my work progress goes forth, Father God, that, Lord, I become your shining example in all things. In your son's awesome, precious, mighty name, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Um, yeah, I got it, love. I'll kind of reposition it. So, I w again, brothers and sisters, I want to thank you guys. Uh, welcome everybody else on Facebook and wherever you might be tuning in, um, whatever part of the world, whatever part of the country you might be tuning in on. I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. So tonight, what makes a warrior? Um, here's some interesting facts. You know, you you kind of look back on at least the Lakota way of life and the traditional way of life. Um, you'll find out that a lot of them they'll say what makes a warrior is the ability to look after the weak, look at look after the wounded, look after um, the elderly, look after the young. That's the true heart of a warrior. It's not just to kill, to go and shoot and, and maim and know how to use a weapon, even though um, the weapons we're talking about are not natural weapons but spiritual weapons, amen? Um, 
So in the Lakota way of life, a warrior looks a lot different than what um, today's world or even the Roman warriors or you know the warriors of of, of, of nations will look like. Um, what it takes to be a warrior is is that fortitude, that apt, that, uh, that that fortitude to keep carrying on, that strength, that courage, integrity, to be able to hold yourself to a standard. And to be able to maintain that standard. And the reason why I bring this up is uh, you can look at this, and many of you that might be working in a secular job or, or for the Lord, whatever it might be, whatever you might do, you might ask yourself, how is it? Now, I'm not a warrior, you know. I, I mean, if you're looking at me, I'm, I'm 180 pounds, you know, I know that's not a whole lot, but it is to me. Um, I may not look like your average traditional sense of the warrior. I'm not ripped. I'm not, you know, muscular. But what God has given me was an important tool. Especially if you guys are believers, if you guys are followers of of the Lord, you know, you are considered a warrior because He says, "I, I have given you the weapons of warfare, um, which are not carnal, which means is not a gun, is not a knife, is not whatever we might want to say a weapon." Or the traditional weapons of a warrior would look like. Instead, he has given us spiritual weapons. He's given us the word of God. He's given us um, also wisdom, understanding, knowledge. You know, he's given us the spirit of God. He's given us the Holy Spirit, which is another for- weapon. Um, he's given us the gifts, which are more weapons. You know, so the weapons that that we as warriors um, that make up us as warriors, they're not the traditional sense. And I know this. a lot of this is going to be repetition for many of you that come on here, but I really want to drive this point home because um, you don't need to be on the front lines to be a warrior. I know a lot of women and men of God that are awesome, awesome intercessors, and they're doing warfare on the behalf of their saints. You don't think that it's important that – that the Lord prays for us. Did you not know that? Uh, well, I think it was in Luke. Um, in Luke, whenever the Lord was talking to uh, Simon um, or Simon Barjona, I think Peter, and he says, "You know, do you not realize I, I have I have been praying for you?" He prayed for his disciples, and many of you are like, "What do you mean?" Yes, he prays for. His children. He prays for his disciples that we might continue on in our faith, continue on in the fight, continue on and not grow weary. These are the prayers that he that he constantly sends up on our behalf. That we don't give up. That we don't give in. That we don't um, break under pressure. Because um, let me let's face it. Whatever area of your life you might be at, whatever stage of development in your life you might be at. Um, you're going to have trust. You're, you're going to have uh, challenges, test trials. You're going to come up against situations that are going to try to break you, try to bend you, try to destroy you, and whatever it might be. And what those might look like, um, for some, it's frustrations. You get frustrated at little things. Those can break you over time. Um, for others, it might be trust issues. You know, you cannot have these things, these, these, these um, fears. These doubts, these frustrations, and these little nuances that will try to wear you down over time. 
And if you do, you know, that's okay. But listen, the Lord says, you know, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's the little things that like uh, anxiety, like frustrations, like fears, phobias, and stuff like that that will really begin to wear on you and eventually give you a reason to stop or give up insecurities of how you look, how you dress, how what you're able to afford down to what you drive, what you what shoes you wear, how your home looks, you know. Now I'm not saying don't think of these things or don't worry about these things, but you know, and all these things are biblical; they're all scriptural. You know, it says, um, ah, what is it? Um, well, they don't say this, but you know, this is an old saying: um, cleanliness is next to godliness. You know, how you represent the things you own will depend upon your spiritual state inadvertently. Um, if your spiritual walk is strong and it's good, you're going to have strong and good things. You're going to have nice things. You're going to want to take care of the things because you recognize the value of what the Father has given you. And um, I know there's some people that, you know, there, there's two extremes on this. There's some people that have had nothing. So whenever they buy things, they hoard it and they become very junky, very cluttered. It's because on the inside, they're scared of fears, they're scared of doubt, they're scared of worries, they're scared of things, of losing things. So they must feel that tendency to, to hoard it, and they're not secure and strong in the Lord. They're not founded on a solid foundation. Um, then you got those that are hypochondriacs. I, I said, uh, not hypochondriacs, but uh, how can I put this? Uh, we call them OCD, obsessive compulsive. And they're neat freaks. They have to have everything scrubbed within an inch of their life. Um, I tend to find that these individuals, and I'm not saying that's bad, but it can become bad depending upon your spiritual state. Because if you feel like things are not clean, if you're not secure, if you're not sure in the things of God, you know, you're always going to find another area to clean. And it could be a psychological thing that you're trying to cover up dirt, you're trying to hide dirt. Um, you know, you can look at that in your spiritual aspect. You know, you keep throwing dirt on others. You know, uh, this this interesting saying that what, what what kind of church was that at? What kind of church was that at, love? A Baptist church, and it says if you keep throwing dirt, you'll lose ground. Um, keep throwing dirt at others, you'll lose ground. That's a powerful statement. But at the same time, on the reverse, you know, and I say neat freaks and stuff like that. Because there's an area where you need to be content in all that you have. Be content. I'm not saying be trashy, be dirty, but be content in what the Father has given you. Yes, have nice things, but don't work yourself morning, noon, and night to maintain that cleanliness because then you lose room. Uh, blessing, Sister Julie. Um and Lord's blessings to you, but you know you'll begin to lose ground on the things that God has given you, and you'll you'll be focused on the wrong thing. So, what it makes to be a warrior, you know, a, a healthy, healthy spiritual life, a healthy life, um, both natural and spiritual. You got to have that fifty-fifty, man. Um, a very, a very big insult that I have is somebody said, uh, you know, you're too spiritual to be of any earthly good. You know, I kind of took that as an offense, and me and my wife, we both had that had that there because, okay. within a week. <laughs> yeah, within a week. Um, so I mean, I took offense to that, but you know, I would say we are very round balanced. It's just you can't be too naturally minded, you can't be too worried and focused on having money and ma maintaining and having natural things. Natural things are good. Having a decent home, having a nice car, having you know food in your fridge, that's good. 
but don't let that rule your life. Don't think that you have to have uh, the brand new top of the line appliances, name brand appliances. Um, you know, you're like, well, we afford it. Well, I don't care if you can afford it, but you know, don't throw it in people's face. Don't say, look what we have, because that will show you um, a very detested, a very detestable spiritual state. Um, now, what does a proper spiritual state look like? Whenever you know that somebody is just joyful, happy, um, very at peace with the way things are in their life. I'm talking about you go into a home and you can feel peace. It makes you where you don't want to leave. Um, that's a good indicator of a family or an individual's spiritual health um, because they will begin to – by osmosis, your atmosphere around your home will change. Even down to the animals that come in your yard, um, certain animals will be rejected and kicked off and not want to come into your yard, such as crows, such as um, bats, such as you know things that carry a negative light to them. Um, huh? Yes, yeah, snakes is another one. Um, so there's a lot of things that the father will uh, will show you as a natural a natural blessing, I should say, um, to a healthy spiritual state. Um, so yeah, keep those things in mind. Now I'm not saying that every single home that is dirty has a spirit, has a demon, has something wrong with them. That's not what I'm saying. But here are some good indicators that somebody is at that that 50-50 level. Um, and many of you ask, well, where's the scripture for that? Well, if you ask it this way, uh, it says a false balance is abomination to the Lord. You know, you can't be too spiritual where you don't know any natural things or you're no good at natural things and you can't be too naturally minded to be of any use spiritually um i.e if you if you put more emphasis on 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 going to building as brother jonathan would say and having fellowship versus and you don't have any desire to to learn about the fruits of the spirit to learn about the one who made you to get to know and embrace the father's love you're of no good yeah. Study yourself. Study to show thyself approved unto God. You know, that is very important because what are you studying? You're studying the ways of the Lord. What the things that he cares about. It's not about how much knowledge you have. Look at – he blew that out of the water with uh, Jeremiah, with Moses, with a lot of different people. I know that they were learned individuals, but still – you know, with Samson, with a lot of individuals in Scripture, you got to really ask yourself where they learned, where they brought up, where they learned in today's educational society. They didn't carry big fancy titles. They didn't carry. Uh, they didn't go through six years of Bible college or four years of Bible college. You know, so don't use that as an indicator. Um, you know, even with the doctrines of man, they knew about the Lord. The Lord, they knew about His ways. So, I say all that to what makes a warrior. That is a very tough statement to make because what a warrior is, what a warrior does, he takes care of the orphans, the widows. He always has a smile on his face whenever, even whenever he's in hard times. He's able to be gentle but yet stern or her. Whenever I see he, I don't, I'm not trying to be sexist or biased. It's either him or her. They will be um, – they'll always have that contentment. They know what they need to do. They don't second-guess themselves. They're very strong. Also, you'll, you'll see that a lot of warriors for the Lord, um, they could have the propensity or the, 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 there could be that chance that they're standoffish. 
not because of any other reason than that they've been hurt by others. They they have a lot of wounds. They have a lot of battle scars, especially in the learning processes. They haven't allowed those scars to heal properly. Um, because you can prevent scarring in, in your natural body, but also in the spiritual. Um, they haven't been able to properly use the weapons or the instruments that God has given them. Um, so there's a lot of negatives, but a lot of positives. Uh, you will see that that true warriors, they're very gentle because they know what it means to not have a, a, a place of peace, to not be around a place of peace. Um, so they know the importance of, of bringing that peace to others. Um, you'll tend to, that they'll find they'll be more gentle because again they they've been in areas of combat, constant warfare, some deep and interesting places they've been, but yet they're gentle, they're kind. You know, um, you can find all these all these biblical patterns, you know, in scripture. You can find all these patterns in the laws of Moses. You can find all these things in the new commandments. As the Lord says, all these commandments I give unto you that love be the greatest one. Love your enemy like yourself. You know, what does that mean is you're able to love everyone, not just ones that you pick and choose. Um, for a lot of people that might be tuning in that are religious, you know, and if you're a pastor, you got to understand. you got to love the homosexual and the gay. you got to have that same um, – that heart for them as you would as a believer. You need to spend as much time with a non-believer, with an alcoholic, with the druggie, even, yes, with the pedophiles, with the people that are rapists, murderers, because – you got to see them through the eyes of the Father because if you don't do it, who will? If everybody even kind of keeps keep keep on reminding them of what they've done, you know that's not healing. That's not moving forward, and that's why you know again we have such an issue in today's um, uh, uh, how can I put this prison systems because you know they they're not on reformation. They're just on profit profiteering off of the pain of the people. Um, so there's there's whole lots of things we can go into on this, but um, you know I am kind of feeling the drain, love. I'm feeling that the, the the work time sleeps, <laughs> but um, as we go forward, um, you know we're gonna we're gonna try to expand the best we can. We might even condense this down into a Saturday and a Sunday night show, um, you know. So we'll, we'll figure out how that works, but. Um, there's a lot to ministry. There's a lot to what's making a warrior. Now, obviously, the signature of a warrior is their armor, their weapons, their 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 things, you know. And you can find that in Ephesians. For those of you that don't know, you know, put on the Ephesians six armor. Um, you know, the sword of the spirit, the shield of the face, the breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness, you know, the, uh, gird yourself up with the loins of truth, you know, and shoot yourself with the readiness of the gospel. Um, there's so much there. Um, <laughs> are people chatting away on Facebook love or not really? A little bit, okay. Um, so there's a lot to it. There's a lot of areas that we need to be mindful and be ever-present for on what makes a warrior. Um, so, you know, one of your greatest tools is going to be the, with the readiness of the gospel. Get yourself immersed in the Word of God. Um, earlier today, uh, I had a young individual that really didn't like the church that he was going to, and I asked him why. He says it was very militant, and I'm like, oh, really? He says, yeah. He says, I like military things. I understand the military is needs to be a certain way, but not church, and I was like, hmm, what don't you like about it? He says, well, for instance, um, 
there was a friend that, you know, during like a church day or whatever, or barbecue or whatever they were doing, he says, um, you know, a male friend that I know, he goes over and he, he kind of pats this girl that he knew on the shoulder and he got in trouble for it by the pastor because women and men are not supposed to intermingle. It's very, it's very worldly. You know, there's sexual things that can happen is the thought of the church. Um, he says, another thing I don't understand is with pants. He says, uh, I don't believe that a woman or a man should be, how can I put this? He says that should be separated because, or kicked out of a church or, or shunned because they wear pants. He says, I don't understand that. Um, so there's a lot of things. There's a lot of growth and a lot of good. But uh, my actually, my response to that was, uh, you know, they get that from a man should not wear that which pertaineth to a woman. And I don't, I'm not sure it's the other way around, though. Uh, I'm pretty sure. But um, anyways, so there's, there's a lot there. And um, I was able to talk with him. We we're building a pretty good relationship out there. And, you know, so Lord willing, I can actually continue on discipleship there at work and while we're at work, just not too extensively. Um, so I might be starting up, who knows, me and my wife, we might be starting up a, a Bible study or maybe, I don't know, something I can invite people to. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of uh, opportunity for ministry. And you can tell there's certain spirits about certain people. Um, even there, you can feel the spirit of religion. You can feel the spirit of critical, you know, a critical spirit, a judgmental spirit on people. Um, you can also feel the spirit of love. You can feel, you can tell people that are tell the ones that are truly seeking. You can tell uh, the spirit of arrogance on people, the spirit of love, the spirit of joy, the spirit of uh, you know all these other different things, um, the Lord spirit on people. So I've only been there for what now two days. And it feels like I've been there for like a lifetime um, in the sense of I'm beginning to peg a lot more people. I'm beginning to peg what drives them, and um, a lot of them, they don't really know about a whole lot about me because I haven't – I've been talking, but they don't know a whole lot about me, where I come from, how I am, how I act. And um, yeah, so I'm very friendly, very fun, very straightforward, but um, it's kind of difficult because I, I've met a lady that, that got high. Actually, four years ago, she was a mother. She did it to figure out what the kids were doing and what they were talking about. She never touched drugs in her life, and I guess she was um, she was kind of yeah. She kind of went in there. She kind of went there, did that, and um, she's like, I hate the stuff. It gave me a headache. It, it made me feel weird. I'm never gonna do it again. And um, so I, I don't know. This is Manitoba for me. So you get the druggies, you get the moms, you get the aunties, you get the grandmas. I met a nice – yeah, yeah, kind of like the Reds. So I, I met a really nice um, Mennonite woman, believe it or not, um, and we bonded because – or I think we, 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 we got on a good foot because I said, I really appreciate you cleaning. And I said, thank God you're doing this, and I have you to thank for it. And she's like, oh, thank you. I just cannot stand this mess. She said, oh, I just cannot really stand this mess. You know, it was, it was. I, I make a really bad uh, Mennonite accent, but oh, that's, oh, bah. you know. So it was really cool. Um, so anyway, she's like, oh yes, this table right here, it needs a good set of uh, lacquer. It's very sticky. You know, you can scrub, you can wash, you can, you know, I think she said clop or, um, you know, what's the swipe or what's the word for? 
Clop, I think, or Clop or Dash or whatever, you can do that. She said she instituted a Mennonite word or a low German, low teach word. Um, and she says, you can never get this thing clean. It's very sticky. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it could, you could sand it down and use a good thing of lacquer. Or, uh, you know, what this can also use is some flowers. She's like, flowers? And she was a little weird. She's like, most men don't talk about flowers. I said, but I'm married. She's like, oh, I thought you were a teenager. You know, I was like, oh. I said, no, I'm 26. And I said, I'm, I'm still young, but... You know, I says uh, right now we're in nesting mode. You know, we kind of we're kind of picking decorations for the house and flowers. And you'd actually be surprised, brothers and sisters. We bought our, our very first plant, our first home <laughs> plant. That's a big move for for a married couple in a home. You know, we bought our first house plant. Um, so anyway, so we had a good time talking, and and you know, the break room love at first was very very ice. It was cold. You know, um, you can hear like nobody talk to each other. It was really awkward. So every time I go in there for a break, uh, you know, twice a day, um, and even for lunch, I would have to break the awkward silence with people. You know that? I'm like, well, this is awkward. And they all look at me. I said, why is that nobody's talking to each other? You know, it's so detached. Like just because we work in separate departments don't mean we can't communicate and, and enjoy each other's company. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of ministry that has the potential to go on. Amen. So, um, well, brothers and sisters, I think that's all I have to share on Young Disciples. I mean, I haven't really gotten a whole chance to be in depth, and that's my fault. Um, next week, I, I think I'll pick a topic and actually stay with it. Um, you know, how to overcome adversity. Um, how to overcome, you know, workplace struggles would be some of the areas that I think I would begin to d divulge in, and you know, I'll come at it from a biblical basis. So I'll start studying for that. Um, so I think we're pretty set on this coming Sunday is going to be our prayer and prophecy night. Yeah, because uh, this Saturday I have to work pretty late. Like um, I think, no, uh, seven to four. Yeah, but still. Um, yeah, take some time off. So I'll probably be doing it Sunday around 7, right? 7 o'clock. We'll do prayer and prophecy night. And also, you guys, um, I want to pose this question to you guys either now or future archives and even on Facebook. Um, can a believer, can a Christian have a demon, um, a spirit? And I pose this because, you know, there's a lot of controversy going on, and my wife's giving me dirty looks, but that's okay. Um, and I'm not doing this to cause controversy or to cause strife, but I want to see um, where – if you believe that they can, show me where they um, – where you guys get this from and where you can't, also where you get this from. Um, and I say this because one of the things that I've read in Scripture that was in my heart is how can two – um, how what communion does light have with darkness? You know, um, I, what things do these have in common? So, you know, I got a lot of questions on my mind about that. So you guys can email them to me, email your answers or your responses to pineridgewarriorscontact at gmail.com. Um, go to our website, warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com, and, and you guys can email us through that way. So uh, other than that, I also want to ask you guys, uh, the other posing question is, you know, um, what area – of the Lord do you find most um, most pressing 
Is it your natural things? Is it able to balance natural with spiritual? Is it your home and family? You know, what area of the Lord intrigues you? What what brought you to the things of God? So what area of the Lord um, do you feel most drawn to? So you guys can email those answers to us at warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com. And this coming Sunday, we'll probably read off a little bit of them. I don't know. We'll kind of – if we get any. If we get any. If not, then oh well. But um, also, you guys, your questions, your questions, comments, concerns, or whatever. Um, and I think we're going to start doing this, like maybe the Sunday first after part, or maybe a Wednesday. I don't know. Maybe Wednesday, I might change it up and start doing uh, an email answer um, question and answer thing. So yeah, so you guys, email your questions, email your concerns, email your thoughts, some weird happenings, some things that we need to pray about, and all that coming, and so much more here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. So I say I love and appreciate you guys. Always remember, stand tall before man, bow low before God. We're out of here. See you guys this coming Sunday at 7 o'clock Central. God bless. Take a life flawed yet beautiful.